0: Winding you up, mate. And he was like, "You fucker." So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, <laughs>
1: wait, he didn't think Hellraiser was a British movie?
0: No, he didn't. Obvi- well, obviously not, but you know, it's uh, it's just one of those um, one of those things. I love to wind people up about that. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's all- funny. Yeah, so that's all good fun. But yeah, I am
1: looking through that list now. I am trying to see if there is anything. Some of these I haven't even heard of. Exam? Uh-huh. I don't even know what that is.
0: Oh, exams sucked. I remember watching that. It was on a. Uh, <laughs> it was actually on the horror channel a while back, and um, I remember watching it, and I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" So wow, yeah.
1: Woman in Black made it on this list, huh? Yeah. I mean, that's surprising. Mean, what, what's weird is I would put like most of Hammer's movies ahead of Woman in Black. <laughs>
0: you the know fact, what I mean? The fact they voted. The Descent is the number one movie on here. It's shocking.
1: Yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, 28 Days Later is fucking
0: eons beyond The Descent. Yeah, and Shaun of the Dead should top the fucking lot. I mean, is it number seven, for crying out loud? Oh, yeah, yeah. What were these people That's thinking? The
1: I mean, so, some of these are fine, but yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> <laughs> I love it. Extro made number 50. That be yeah. so fucking weird. man, I haven't
0: seen that movie for... Well, wow, hang on, let me think. I haven't seen that movie since 1986.
1: Dude, we gotta do... We should do (coughs) an Alien movie um, podcast, but it's not not the Alien series, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, Avoid Evil Aliens, because that movie was shit. That was fucking awful. Never heard of it. Oh, you're not missing much, trust me.
1: Oh, fuck, I i am like freezing my throat's all phlegmy my nose is running my hand is like i still don't have feeling in it i fucking took the stupid dogs for a walk and i'm like oh, i'll make this quick and it was fine i got halfway out there and then all of a sudden the wind started ripping i'm freezing my balls off out there and the fucking dogs are stopping every two seconds to smell every turd they come across
0: Well, dude, I mean, there is a thing as, you know, you should actually wear clothing when you take the dogs for a walk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you saw what I'm wearing right now, it is embarrassing. I got like, I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a hoodie that I got from my office Mm -hmm. and I'm wearing uh, gray sweatpants. They're called my, I give up on life sweatpants.
0: Yeah. I have a Um, pair of those.
1: Sure. Everybody's got a pair of grey sweatpants. And then uh well, no, yeah, I, just mine, wore my, I wore my sneakers and I'm like, that's it, this is all I got.
0: <laughs> well, mine aren't grey. Mine are black, naturally. So uh. um Yes. So it's um it's all good all good fun, really.
1: Oh for fuck's sake. So how's the new computer working out for you?
0: It's awesome. Porn in high def is it's just amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You didn't fill up your friend's laptop you were borrowing with all the porn, did you?
0: No, we didn't. No, I was really good like that. <laughs> I was really good. No.
1: <laughs> it, you just, is, it was all the, just the normal porn stuff, you know, nothing real creepy.
0: No, there was, I mean, there is such thing as deleting browser history. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, no, We I gave that back um, last Tuesday, and... I said to her, I said, look I've cleared all I've cleared the browser history, I've deleted Google, Chrome and everything. basically put it all back to factory reset because that's how it was given to me. And um, you know as I had the PC obviously got set up last week, and it's like I have a table in my front room. there's the TV behind me, and I have the PC in front of me, and I'm just like... I don't watch TV hardly anymore. And when, yeah. I'm, when I'm having my dinner, I sit at the sofa, which is next to the PC. And I'm just like, this is weird. I'm still getting used to it. I am still getting used to it. But um, it is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Kind of loving having a PC, you know. It's
1: Yeah, like a full tower.
0: Yeah. You know, and it's, it's awesome because it, it's obviously my desk and... You know, someone turned around and said to me, oh, good luck with the PC. And I was like, yeah, cheers. I said, give it three weeks. It'll look like something out of The Exorcist. Um, oh, Jesus. And it's halfway there already. So, <laughs> you know.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, I like having a... So, so even even when I do use my laptop, because when I record these podcasts, right, I use my laptop to do it. But it, it goes on the same desk that my gaming PC is. Right. Because, like... If I'm trying to get work done or actually do something, to me, it, I get so much more accomplished if I'm sitting at a desk that's like designated for, you know, getting shit done, or yeah. as opposed to like me laying on the couch watching fucking TV, yeah, browsing the internet, then I get just get lost in it. But when you're like sitting there and you're focused, I always think it works better.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Well, I think for me, because I mean, obviously, with this now, um, I can Ooh, have the, uh, I can have the PC on silent and I can play music in the background. There you go where before I was having to, because I've got so many fucking plug sockets and they use used for so many things, I was having to unplug the PC or unplug the laptop in order to put music on. Oh my God. Yeah, so <laughs> now I, I was just like, oh, fuck it, I'll just put some, something on YouTube. But when you can't find something on YouTube and you're in the mood for like putting on some CDs, I've got to unplug the fucking laptop. But now, I, now everything is plugged in. The PC's on one side of the room. The TV and the music system is on the other side of the room. I had to rearrange my CD collection last week completely and utterly in order to accommodate. Oh yeah, that took five hours.
1: <laughs> so listen to this. This is funny that you bring this up because Alisa was <clears throat> talking about it yesterday. Right. And she was saying that if I lived by myself, that like the house would be a disaster and there would just be shit everywhere. And uh, I'm like, well, you're not entirely wrong. And she's like, and I'm like, but like that's just what men do. Like, we'll just like, okay, we'll sort of get everything. And it's in our own world of organization, which looks like just complete fucking chaos to anyone else.
0: That's exactly but, what um, I say. Everything is organized chaos. I know where everything <laughs> yes. is. Nobody else does. So, so she's,
1: like, I just, she's like, I just don't picture you being able to keep things together. And I'm like, well, look at the movie room. Like, I keep my movie room fucking nearly impeccable. Like... Everything is scrutinized and organized and fucking things are put exactly where they need to be. And she's like, yeah. And she started we started talking about like our bachelor friends and how, like, you know, their apartments are scummy or whatever. She's like, I imagine Shane lives in like just like a hovel with like things, (laughs) things filled to the ceiling. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? It probably is, but it's all CDs and books. <laughs>
0: yeah. Do you know what, right? If I could get my CD collection eight up to 18 feet, I would. Because my ceiling goes up to 18 feet.
1: <laughs> so yeah,
0: quite a way to, yeah. to fill it up, huh? I've actually, just looking at it, if I was to put my CD shelving units on top of each other, they would just yeah. about touch the top. Just about. But I would need a stepladder to pick CDs up. Like, if I wanted to listen to, like... Because all my CDs are alphabetized. Mm -hmm. So, if I wanted to listen to a CD by, say, Aerosmith, I'd have to get on the fucking stepladder in order to get up, just to reach the bastard. And then bring it down. But then I'd be so fucking lazy that all my CDs would just be on the floor in piles. So, um... Yeah, that won't... um, That won't be happening.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was funny. I was thinking about your CDs like yesterday we were talking
0: about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. But Uh, I've got so many CDs, man. I mean, I bought some the other day, and um, it was just uh, one of those things, thinking to myself, where the fuck am I going to put all of these? Yeah, I'm actually glad you mentioned it,
1: because I forgot to write this as a note down, but I actually wanted to mention music on What's Going On.
0: Ah.
1: I downloaded a couple albums. Oh, really? Uh, okay. All right. Got it. All right. Let's get this thing started. Cause, um, so we don't have to hold everything up. Yeah. Get our shit together. Let me close some of this, these garbage windows.
0: Facebook. Fuck off. I've got people. Cause I put, I put a post up on um, Instagram. I've got people dropping messages on Instagram as, as, as we speak. Cause basically, obviously I've just said, Give us a list of your favorite movies, and we'll get you a shout-out on the podcast. I've had a few, a few replies so far, so that's not too bad.
1: Well, I'm glad you did something proactive, because I fucking... <laughs> I slacked <laughs> off hard on this one, Shane.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Well, All right. the thing is, it's a last-minute thing, you know. I mean, Mike couldn't join us tonight, so which is unfortunate. But, you know, but, I mean, doing something last-minute off the tops of our heads, it's always worth it.
1: Yeah, sometimes it provides the best content.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> and so, not swearing when we fuck it up. So it's. Oh good. yeah,
1: oh yeah, it's gonna be fucked. That's for sure. Yeah. Welcome to all you need is blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts Ryan, Shane, and Mike. So welcome to episode 47 of All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo, and joining me is my co-host, Shane Smith. Shane, how are you?
0: I'm good. I'm very good.
1: Missing from the show today is Mike Whittemore. Uh, He had a last-minute call in. He had to go pick somebody up from the airport and take care of that, so he wasn't able to join us for the recording, but that's alright.
0: Yeah, he'll be with us next time.
1: Yes, and we'll probably be covering the actual podcast we prepped for that time. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but for now, we've got a surprise uh, off the cuff podcast where we um, we just decided to do it. What was it, like two hours ago? We picked yeah. a topic or something like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, that's it. And then we've just sat, <laughs> uh, both of us have just been sitting here for the last two hours. Well, Mike's, uh, Ryan has obviously taken his dogs for a walk, but for the God last suckers. couple of hours, yeah, the last couple of hours, I've been, um, thinking of what stuff we can do on this
1: podcast well, we, we got it we got it shane i think we did a pretty good job cobbling yeah. this mess together this is pro- it's probably not very good for like if this actually turns out to be like a good podcast um then it makes all of our other ones that we actually prep for look kind of shitty
0: yeah we'll see what we'll see how it goes <laughs> we shall take it so a- anyway yeah
1: Anyway, uh, we're the official podcast of upcoming horror movies.com. Uh We like to talk horror movies, talk shit to each other, and various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, games, comics, books, and whatever else happens to come up. Um, you can catch us on our Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. Also, our uh, Gmail, if you want to send us an email, questions, comments, or anything else, All You Need Is Blood at Gmail.com. Uh, I host <coughs> the instagram account all you need is blood pod so feel free to send anything to that but you can also hit up shane as you can probably hear he's a lot better and more active on instagram than i am <laughs> yours is a dead cell society Seven, 77 on Instagram. 74 god damn it I fucking get people it, with why? your numbers and your shit how am i gonna remember all this
0: dude 74 is the year i was born for crying out loud
1: Oh, right. I'll just log that into my Year Everyone I Know Was Born book in my head.
0: Yeah, you better. (laughs) Making me sound younger than I am. Actually, yeah, carry on. Actually, yeah, carry on. Do that. Now now you're going to go back and change it.
1: That's a good idea.
0: (laughs) 84.
1: (laughs) So anyway, um, also you can listen to us if you just come across us randomly on the internet and you want to subscribe to us in some way. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, Ditcher, I think. I don't remember. Um, Yeah, Um, so there's a lot of ways you can listen to us and get a hold of it. Download is available on every episode. So check us out, leave us comments, subscribe, and uh, tell us what you think. Just type in all you need is blood and you'll find it. So that's what we got for an intro, Shane. A little sad news, actually. Uh, Earlier today, uh, David Ogden Steers, an actor, passed away
0: from
1: mash I remember him yes he most famous probably for his role on mash uh, I think he was like a the lieutenant or something I'm trying to remember. yes
0: he was yeah I think he was
1: um, but he also did a ton of voice acting um, he was in like a every Disney movie in the 90s and a ton of TV shows and stuff doing his voice acting and he was also acting wise in terms of the horror world uh, he was in the criminally underrated magic uh, the 1970s movie with uh, Anthony Hopkins and Burgess Meredith
0: Yes, I remember that. film sucked,
1: but yeah. Oh, no, that movie is awesome. I love that one.
0: Yeah, but Ryan, your taste in movies is, well, questionable (laughs) at best. Come on,
1: that's
0: (laughs) like, it's like
1: the definition of a slow burn movie. Like, Anthony Hopkins is so fucking good in that.
0: But he looks so young. I mean, that's really scary. He looks young. Yeah. He has has hair. So that's really That's
1: right. Oh, I wish we could talk, the The movie I was going to cover for the uh, other episode we prepped for has so many actors that are so young in it, but I'll save that for next time.
0: We should do a podcast um, it, on the worst haircuts in horror. <laughs> <laughs> we should, you know, I think we should, we should get everybody from UHM to join in on this one. You know, just like the worst haircuts in horror. Yeah, it's going to take
1: some research. That's some serious research. Oh, fuck yeah.
0: I think I'll be up for that. Let's do it. <laughs> We're not doing this just primarily because of, like, how good the horror movie is. We're just doing it because how bad the hair is.
1: Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, David Ogden Steers, uh, 75. I think they enlisted him as having bladder cancer. Oh, so, really? Uh, rest, yeah. So that stinks, but uh, rest in peace. He's done some yeah. good work, and, um, you know, we can still enjoy the things he's given to us.
0: <clears throat> Indeed.
1: So... Uh, we got that out of the way. Let's talk about what you've been up to lately, Shane. Is there any uh, movies, books, TV, music, anything you've been getting into? All
0: right. well, first off, the big news is I got a PC. Oh, yes. Admittedly, I did buy it in September of last year, and I only built it and started it up last Sunday. But I have a PC, and um, it's awesome. Um, that's all I can say on that. Uh, what else have I been doing? I've been, um, <clears throat> I rearranged my CDs. Um, I'm still not 100% sure how many CDs I've got, but I think there is close to over 2001 or 2100. Um, I have been buying film soundtracks mm. on CD. Um, my most recent acquisitions being Trick Hard Treat. Um, another copy of the natural born killer soundtrack because I fucking love that album. And my original copy that I was given 25 years ago for Christmas is kind of on its last legs. So I had to buy another copy of that. Um, I bought shit. What else do I I buy? I've been buying a lot of Indian alternative stuff as well because like obviously when I was a, when I was a fledgling goth, um, Mm. I used to listen to a lot of Indian alternative stuff, and I've been listening to a lot of a band called The The. The The? Yeah. T-H-E. Yeah. The The. Okay. That's what they're called. Um, And they're quite an elusive band. They don't release that much in the way of music. Um, They've got a few albums out, but they're one of these bands that like to release an album every like four to five years. Uh, They take their time. Um... But I've been listening to their first album, Soul Mining, a lot um, just recently because I picked that up last week. And it's also got a track that was featured in the film Empire Records. Ooh. Oh, yeah. It's got a track on it called That Was The Day. I've been listening to a lot that a lot recently. So that's quite a perky, upbeat number, which it makes a change for me to listen to as opposed to all this miserable, dark, mis- bastard Gothic stuff that I listen to. Let's nice
1: change of pace, then.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> movie-wise, I picked up Cherry Falls. Okay. The 20, 20th anniversary edition of Jaws on two-disc DVD. Um, and there was a couple of others I picked up as well. Can't remember what they are off the top of my head. But basically, I walked into a local charity shop and they had all these DVDs and stuff. And it was like... Four for th- four for two pounds. I was like, oh, no, four for three pounds. And I thought, oh, well, I'll see what they've got. And I picked up four quality gems. I was quite impressed. Nice. Um, Keep
1: that Jaws one handy, Shane, because this summer we're doing a Jaws episode. I don't care what you say. Oh, for fuck's
0: sake! Really? It's the only and movie. I'm gonna
1: make you. I'm gonna make you watch Jaws three,
0: <laughs> dude. If I if I own it, I'll watch it. If I don't own it, you fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self,
1: send Shane a copy of Jaws 3. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and four. The no. Revenge. Come on, it's got Michael Kane in it.
0: Really? Oh, That's... he's
1: one of your fellow countrymen. Come on.
0: <laughs> oh, you mean he's one of my fellow cunts?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Michael Caine.
0: Yeah. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um. What else were we going with? Oh, yeah. Books? No no Books? of late. Um, I haven't been reading much because I've been reading lots of stuff on the pit on, on Tinterweb. Um, I have started writing again. Oh, nice. Which is the first time in two years because our friend Brian Boudreau or hectic Mm -hmm. 15, um, has written a pretty fucking awesome story. Um, he's written himself a little anthology. Horror anthology and he sent it to me the other day for my verification and it is fucking amazing so you might need to keep an eye out for him um and he kind of inspired me to start writing again which is weird because i mean i kind of lost my faith in my own writing ability so i'll be the first person to admit, admit i'm not the greatest writer but i kind of enjoy it and um, reading people, reading stories and stuff written by other, uh, you know, our fellow UHMers like um, Ogre yeah. and um, George, George okay. Um, You know, reading their stuff is, has inspired me. And for some reason, this story that Brian sent me last week really struck a nerve with how good and how well written it was. And I'm like, I need to start writing again. So last night I was up until 4 a.m. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> tinkering away on the keys, as you do. And uh, I've written some bits and pieces. So give it some time. Awesome.
1: Um, I'm telling you, having a desk like that, when you're going to sit down and say, All right, I'm going to write, it's going to come so much easier than if you're just lounging on a couch.
0: Yep, yeah, And I'll tell you something that, I'm going to need a slightly more comfortable chair.
1: Yes, um, I will not lie. I recently purchased a new um, <clears throat> a new chair for my PC. Right. Uh, because the chair I was using was this ancient one that Elisa had and went through college with. Right. And um, it was awful, and I hated it. And one day I just went downstairs. And I'm like, you know, Lisa, I'm thinking about buying like a chair, like a nice chair for the computer station. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, but I'm, I told her, I'm like, listen, I'm I'm thinking of spending like a few hundred bucks on this thing. And she goes, who gives a shit? We don't have kids. And I'm like, oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Quality. <laughs> oh, I thought that was hysterical. That I'm like, awesome. yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to splurge on something that's like, you know, pretty dumb and I don't really need it. But she's like, who cares? We don't have kids.
0: Well, technically, um, you've got fur kids, but, you know, they don't count.
1: That's true. That's true. I, I actually don't think the cats like this chair as much. It's a little stiffer. Um, so I don't think they... Uh, They prefer it, which is good for me. The less fur
0: on it, the better. Well, give it time, dude. Give it time. You'll probably come home and find that they've been tinkering around with it. And you'll sit on it and go flying across the room. Yeah. Because that's what cats do. um, Yeah, they are dicks, actually. I don't see them. I
1: don't know where they are. The dogs are laying on my bed right now.
0: Well, the cats are probably plotting in another room. Yeah, definitely. Ziggy is currently sat on his cat tower staring at me obviously wanting attention because I'm on the PC, I'm wearing the headphones and I'm talking into a mic. So to him, that means I'm talking to someone else and completely ignoring him.
1: That's why I had to walk the dogs before we did this podcast, because otherwise they'd be just yelling at my face, but now they're too tired. They're passed out. So oh, that's good. Then. solves that problem. <clears throat> so yeah, myself, what I've been uh, getting into lately, um, this week, uh, our friend, John Tobin, uh, Amy's husband, mm-hmm. um, Posted a recommendation for a comic book. It's called Adam the Blue Marvel, and it's a, a Marvel comic book. And he recommended reading it, so uh, I looked online, and it just actually happened to be on sale on Comicsology uh, for a digital copy of it. So I uh, downloaded that, and it's pretty fucking awesome. It's all about like race relations and um, how this one like black superhero. Uh, was prejudiced against despite like saving the world multiple times because it did uh, a portion of the comic takes place in like the uh, excuse me, the late 50s and early 60s. Um, so there's a whole lot of U.S. racial things going on, um, sort of behind the scenes in the comic, and how he's you know, he he's sort of caught in the middle of it and he's he is always trying to do the right thing, but people are just constantly just shitting on this guy. Uh, it's, a, it's a real good story, and it has, like, you know, a deep message to sort of get into it, too, while still featuring, like, Iron Man and Spider-Man and shit. Oh, yeah. So, hmm. I like that. That's pretty good. Um. Also, uh, I mentioned earlier, I uh, got a, some new music I downloaded. Oh? I was, actually, because we talked about The Gate last week. Right? I, I was just randomly reading up on stuff about The Gate, just whatever, some re- websites that popped up. And uh, one of them had uh, the factoid that the band that made the album that they were flipping through mm-hmm. is an actual band. They yeah. didn't actually they didn't actually make that album, but it's the band Sacrifice. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, cool. Maybe I'll just take a, a listen to that. So I searched them out on. Oh, whatever. Spotify. Listen to a few songs and I'm like, holy shit, this is like fucking awesome 80s thrash metal. So I went and I downloaded a few other albums and I've been listening to those this week. It's pretty good.
0: Uh, speaking, of, speaking of soundtrack albums, actually, um, I think I messaged you last week. I ordered myself a copy of the Dawn of the Dead vinyl from Waxwork.
1: I was, You know what, Shane? I was going to mention that to you because a, a store nearby to me just got a copy of that
0: in. Right. How much are they selling it for? Do you know? Oh,
1: I did. I, no, I just saw the Facebook post. It was like, come in and check out, you know, our new our new inventory. We got some new vinyls and blah, blah, blah. And one of them was the waxwork Dawn of the Dead.
0: Right. Well, basically, I ended up having to cancel the order. Really? Because I didn't have enough money in my bank account. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Basically, I was really looking forward to picking this up. I was so fucking looking forward to getting it. Ordered it. Checked my bank account if the money for the dawn of the Vinyl had have gone out, I would have been without internet this week <laughs> I, because my internet bill went out on the same day and it was literally the case of right, internet bill, waxwork final. So I canceled the waxwork final internet bill goes out. Then I realized some money had gone into my account. So I went to go and order the waxwork album again Only to discover, 24 hours later, it had completely sold out. Oh,
1: my fucking God.
0: And then someone sent me a link on Twitter yesterday saying, oh, here's a link for a shop. It's in Sheffield. They've got a copy of it in. So I click on the link. That is also sold out. So far, I've been searching the Internet and every copy of it has gone. Literally, every copy of it has gone.
1: I'll tell you what, Shane. I'll, I'll check out that local store by me. I actually have been meaning to go to this place. It's called the Archive. Right. It's actually in. It's in Bridgeport, and uh, they sell Blu-rays, DVDs, uh, VHS, all kinds of shit. And they just they started getting more into vinyl records and laserdiscs and stuff recently. Mm. Um, so I've been meaning to check them out, but I haven't gone down there yet. So. Well, actually, that reminds
0: me. I do need to get your Evil Dead vinyl sent out to you. Um, <clears throat> I have been meaning to do that for the last few weeks. I've just been really fucking slack, but, um, I'll get that sent out to you within the next couple of weeks, dude. Um, there you got,
1: there you got uh, Ziggy yelling at you.
0: Yeah. But he wants to go out, but he's already been out and, um, <laughs> he's not going out so we can shut up. I've worked out actually, if I tell Ziggy to fuck off, he actually shuts up. <laughs> Weird. i tell him to shut up and it keeps going on. But if I tell him to fuck off, he's like, Oh, all right then. And then oh. that's it. Well, Fair I, enough. I don't mean it in like, harsh terms, but, you know, it's like, Ziggy, fuck off. And he's like, oh, why right, then. And then he just sits down and falls asleep. I love my cat. I don't advocate violence or harsh language towards animals, but sometimes it actually works. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, I'm a bit pissed off about the whole vinyl selling out. But what can you do? Yeah, All right. Yeah. God. He's angry too. He is. All
1: right, so let's go on to our next section here, Shane. Go on, man. What is it? We've got we've got a nice little variety of uh, trailers that we watched through. Oh uh, yes, a trailer trailer trash section. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we picked a few ones of, of um, new upcoming movies uh, that we, we either want to check out or don't want to check out. A little bit of randomness in both. Yeah. So let's start out with the first one, okay? The first one is The Endless. Yes. Um, wh- now, this trailer, it's um, it's pretty mysterious. You don't really know what's going on in the whole thing. No. Uh, it's, appara- it's apparently some guy that goes out, uh, and he's, he's visiting um, either some friends that he used to know or something, and they apparently haven't aged in like 20 years. Yeah. <clears throat> which he thinks is odd. So he's going to this place out in the countryside, and he's investigating and um, pretty much we don't know what the fuck is going on. It's some type of weird cult. Maybe there's a monster. Maybe it's a group of giant bugs. I don't know, but it actually looks pretty decent.
0: It doesn't look too bad, actually. I mean, I watched the trailer, and it's, it was one of those things where I, w- I was watching it, and was like, right, well, what's going on? And then it's, and I thought to myself, actually, it's probably one of those films you'd have to watch to find out what's going on. Yeah so
1: yeah but i I sort of they don't give the entire fucking movie away which is
0: great yeah and that's what we need in trailers these days you know not where they put the best parts of the film in the trailer and you get like total spoilers oh yeah this is the ending this is what's going to happen you know but um point in case resident evil um (laughs) yeah right yeah. yeah But, um.
1: The last Spider Man movie that came out, I knew the entire plot from watching the trailer. No, I never
0: even watched it. I've not even watched it. It wasn't bad. It was alright. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, it wasn't. didn't look too bad of a film. Ziggy, shut up! (laughs) You're just going to keep him going. Fucking cat. Anybody want a black male cat? Um. You know, free to go (laughs) down. No, I'm joking. But yeah, um, yeah,
1: th- yeah, I'll probably i want to check this one out eventually. I think it's uh, <clears throat> I, I like the the mystery behind it. That you don't really know what's happening.
0: Yeah, it does sound pretty good, actually. Um, I'll definitely give it a watch. It is one of those films where you watch it and find out how it is because you can never tell. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah, I'll give it a watch.
1: Yeah. So the next one we had um, is a movie called Demon House. And I had heard about this from the side, I, I think I got, somebody messaged me with a, an email, an offer to, to um, watch a screener of the movie or something, and I actually, I didn't watch, I didn't look at any trailers, I didn't watch anything, I just saw the name of the movie, and I'm like, oh, Demon House, that sounds pretty cool, it's got demons in a house, Ooh. how could that be bad? And, uh, and then I watched the trailer, and I'm like, oh god, <laughs> I don't think I want to watch this movie now. Um... It, it it's a documentary style movie, and I'm almost hesitant to call it found footage because it doesn't look entirely like it's found footage. Like, it, the the camera looks very clean, there's not a lot of jumpiness. Um It sort of looks like a fancy documentary.
0: See, but think, the, yeah, I mean, it could be good. I mean, just looking at it, I mean, it kind of got my interest, but I kind of like those kind of, um those types of documentary-type films. Yeah. So, I'm like, I might actually give that one a look.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm, having just watched a few found footage movies um, you know, recently, and then uh, one of them being Hell House, which is like you know a documentary-style found footage haunted house movie, I'm like, well, I already just watched this fucking movie like a month or two ago. I don't know I want to watch it again. See, I'm, the kind, um, I'm
0: very difficult to please when it comes to found footage movies because yeah. I have gone on record and stated that found footage movies are not my favorite genre of horror. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, I mean, there's a few that I will watch quite happily, but, um, this one I could, I might give this a look cause it doesn't look like a found footage movie. It looks more like a documentary and I can yeah. deal, I can live with that. So yeah, we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll let you watch it chain and then you can, uh, you can tell us how good or bad it is. <clears throat> yeah. I'll
0: have to find it first.
1: I think, I think being a found foot, I don't think it's been uh, even, you know, screened yet. But I think uh, the fact of it being a found footage movie, you'll give us a a nice, uh, you know, level-headed review of it. Yeah. So, the next one was my choice, and I will make no two bones about it. I am a Tremors fan. (laughs) I've seen every one of the Tremors movies. (laughs) And this one is Tremors, A Cold Day in Hell. This is part six. And it looks like it picks up pretty close to where uh, Part Five left off, um, with Bert, who is um, found out he's got like a uh, uh, another son in the form of Jamie Kennedy. People from the '90s who watched MTV will probably remember who Jamie Kennedy is. Jamie Kennedy was in the last one. Yeah, Part Five. Yeah, and he, so he's back in this one in Part Six. Mm. Um, and the basic premise is they have to fight Graboids in the snow. And that's pretty much it. There's not a whole lot else that's going on. Every one of these movies is almost the same. The the last one, they changed the location from, you know, the American, uh, you know, the the American and uh, Mexican desert over to um, uh, Africa. And now they're just out of the desert and they're in the snow. So I think it looks like the only difference.
0: Personally speaking, I might give this one a miss. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right. now, Now, let me explain. Right. Now, I love Tremors. The first movie is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. I love it. I really do. It's one of the funniest films I have seen. And the creature effects in it were awesome. Number two was a bit meh. It's all right. Not the greatest. Mm. Three, I was just like, oh, dear. Four, I haven't even watched. Five, I watched and was like, this is fucking awful. Because we had to review that for a podcast a while back. <laughs> And did we? Yes, we did. And
1: I don't remember that. Show. Yeah,
0: uh, well, I don't remember. Yes, that. <laughs> I'm pretty damn sure we reviewed that for a podcast, <laughs> and I slated it then. Um, <clears throat> this one, I will more than likely give a miss uh, because I just saw the trailer and I was like, really? Fucking yeah.
1: I will. I will say this looks to be on par with part five. So if if you didn't like part five, I imagine part six will go down just as poorly.
0: Yeah. Go down like a lead balloon, as we like to say.
1: No, I'm going to watch it. I don't care, Shane. It's happening.
0: Yeah, well, you do love watching your shitty movies, Ryan. So
1: yes, I do. Yeah, I will stick to it. <laughs> All right, so um, we covered uh, a few of the ones that I picked. What are the What were the ones that you had there?
0: Oh, dude, you've got the list of those. I, I've...
1: <laughs> you asshole. Okay. <laughs> so um, yeah, the first one so I, the, I chose. The next... Yes, the first one Shane chose was uh, Tell Me Your Name.
0: Yeah, it looks like a, um, this kind of looks like another possession flick of some description. Hang on.
1: Now you can hear Shane feverishly typing to look up the trailer he just posted. No, I'm
0: just looking up the uh, thing. Um, right, after a troubled childhood, Ashley searches for connection and un- unknowingly invites a demonic force, which he- leaves her loved ones fighting for her soul. So it's a possession flick, basically. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, um, kind of like, uh, I would say, the exorcist brought up to a new the present day. Um, it's... Bruce Davidson is in it. Um... Who has been in X Men and a few other genre movies, you know, over the years, and basically just from the trailer alone, it looks like she kind of starts off with her it was like saying to her boyfriend, "Oh, are you scared of me?" And he's like, "No." And she kisses me, and then he kisses her, and then she bites his lip or something, and then he kind of legs it, and
1: <laughs> <He> legs it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: run for the hills. Um, yeah, basically. It's, it just kind of stems from there where the family find out that she's actually been possessed by something. Um, it looks interesting. Um, it could be good. It could be awful. You never know. But, um, it's obviously, it's due out this year at some point. Um, I personally thought it could be interesting. It might be worth a watch. Um, and, of all the people in the movie, Bruce Davison is the only person I know who's in it, and he plays the priest. Yeah. So could uh, be interesting.
1: Yeah, I think this. I think this one looks a lot better than Demon House. So if I'm gonna watch a haunted house or exorcist movie, um, I'm gonna choose this one over Demon House. It's not found footage. Uh, looks like a, a real adult mute movie. And I mean, there's a bunch of tropes that are in it. You could already tell from the trailer. There's, you know. The girl bouncing around on the bed. There's like the bugs that fly around the ceiling. So it's all the, the kind of exorcist stuff that you see since the exorcist we've seen in every movie after that. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It looks decent. I don't, I would give it a shot, but I'm I'm not holding my breath for anything. Yeah. Mind blowing.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't either. I mean, it just, it looks interesting. But, yeah. Yeah. The next movie, um, which actually does look pretty interesting, it's called Psychopaths. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically uh, the uh, is a serial killer um, who gets executed and his spirit inhabits all of the psychopaths around the world. <laughs> and basically, they all start converging and start murdering people left, right and centre. And his soul inhabits various people and you get to follow these various individuals as they're on their killing sprees. So this one looked quite entertaining to me. It it looked like it could be better than um, uh, what's that film that's coming out next year, uh, later this year. The uh, the which one the
1: the Strangers no, sequel?
0: Yeah, yeah. it Looks anything could be better than that. Um, now, what was that uh, the film we reviewed last week where we absolutely hated the trailer? The um,
1: uh, oh uh, shit. <laughs> Plasta, I don't remember.
0: Shane. Oh man, it's the one with all the horror actors. <laughs> oh 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 Europe. yeah
1: yeah yeah. Uh, death. Um... Death House. No, uh, Death House is the one we just talked yeah, about. Yeah, Stephen um, no. House. Oh no, maybe it is Death House. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it is.
0: yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> it looks considerably better than that. Yes. Uh, it looks quite interesting. So um... I'll, t-
1: I'll tell you what I like most about this trailer um, was. The visuals, and you can even tell just from the, the brief clips they show the camera work. Yeah, like this is a very stylized movie. Mm. There's a there's a lot of colors. There's a lot of crazy shots going on. A lot of weird lighting, and I like that because it looks different from every other movie. And that's what you need. You do need stuff
0: yeah. like that. So it's, I think it'll be it'll be pretty cool. Um, yeah,
1: I'm looking forward to checking it out just just from that aspect. And you know the plot sounds really dumb and. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. there's a lot of violence in it, but
0: hey, if it's mindless uh, violence, then it's all it's all good for me. Oh, shut yeah? up, you! Not you, Ryan. Shut up, Ziggy. Zig- Ziggy's all about mindless violence. Yeah, he loves it, especially when it involves my legs.
1: <laughs> so yeah, psychopaths look good. What's the last one you had there? The uh,
0: last one I had was. Um, oh shit! Where's it gone? <laughs> See, I've, I cheated. I actually went back to our Facebook chat. Um, apartment two one two, which um, it's essentially about a girl who moves into a, an apartment and she keeps waking up um, with these interesting um, markings on her on her body, and she's not sleeping too well. And um, basically she's moving into the big city from an abusive relationship and she finds out that something (laughs) isn't quite right in her apartment. and, uh, And something she finds out is actually trying to eat her while she sleeps one painful bite at a time. And this actually looks quite entertaining. It looks quite funny. Yeah, I was,
1: I was not on board until sort of the end of the trailer. Yeah. Um, the the first part of the trailer, I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to watch this. And then at the end, it piqued my interest, like, just enough. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like oh, this is actually a not too terrible. The thing that has me worried the most about this film is that the whole film is about her trying to figure out, you know, what is leaving these marks on her. Yeah. She at first thinks it's like bed bugs or some type of rash or a disease. And she saw the woman next door had the same thing going on with her. Yeah. And, um, the, uh, I I guess it turns out that it's some type of, we don't know, we don't know what it is from the trailer. It's like some type of creature or animal or who knows what that's in the apartment. That's like attacking her at night. Yeah. But, um, what worries me the most is the acting was fucking terrible in
0: this. Oh, but dude, I thought it would have been right up your street.
1: (laughs) Oh man, this looks, I don't know. I mean, I like the, I like the concept. I like the idea of the whole idea of it. Sounds really cool. Um, but the, uh, the execution may <laughs> may not reach its potential.
0: Yeah, but it's that. got Kyle Gass in it, for fuck's sake, from Tenacious D.
1: That's who that was? <clears throat> yeah. Oh my god. No wonder it looked so bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love I listen, I love Kyle Gass. I yeah. love Tenacious D. <laughs> but he's not known for his
0: acting. <laughs> yeah, he's not overly really great, is he? But Holy <laughs> I think shit. let's think of that uh, that immortal line he shouted out in Tenacious D: The Pick of Destiny. Use the cock, man. Use the cock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's going to be his like tagline? Like Schwarzenegger has, "I'll be back." He's going to put yeah, that in every probably. movie. He's in?
0: Yeah, maybe that could be quite entertaining if he does. <laughs> but,
1: oh yeah. shit! Right, yeah, I don't know this. This one, I'm on the rope on this one, Shane. Um yeah. If it if it somehow ends up in my possession. I will watch it, but if it doesn't, I probably won't.
0: Okay. Right. After, excuse me for a second. I need to go for a quick piss. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what the hell are you doing there? Fucking weirdo. <sighs> all right. I'm back.
1: Fuck. I hate Instagram, Shane. I just do.
0: <laughs> oh, never mind, Dave. Eh, you'll get used to it.
1: I was looking at your post and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna like retweet this or something, and I just there's no option for that.
0: Uh, the only way you can do that is by doing a screen cap, a screenshot.
1: Oh fuck that! And then
0: share it. it. Yeah, I oh, will shut up, Ziggy.
1: It is the least useful social media I found.
0: You can't even share fucking links. You can you fuck. can share links, but you can only put them in your bio.
1: Yeah, that's shitty.
0: Hence, if you look at the link on mine, it has the link for the All You Need Is Blood podcast.
1: Well, let's say I want to share a link of 10 things you didn't know about um, the gate.
0: Right.
1: Then I'd have to change my bio, and
0: that's dumb. All right. You're going to have to hold yep. on a minute. I'm going to have to let this fucking cat out just to shut him up. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, doors open. Stop complaining about it getting too cold. It's not my fucking fault. Fucking animals.
1: Yeah, I could definitely, I definitely heard that entire thing. I'm keeping that in.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you do that.
1: all right shane let's get to our main topic for the day right the big one that we've hemmed and hawed over for hours and hours on end and we didn't just come up with right out of our asses uh uh, an hour or two
0: ago of course not (laughs) we're more prepared than that yes of course
1: (sighs) so we decided to cover um a nice selection of british horror movies yes Going both old and new. Mm-hmm. Uh, although the word old is probably maybe a little bit of a stretch. Uh, I didn't go back too far. No. Um, but So how do you want to do this? You want to start with the old ones and then we'll go to the new?
0: Yeah, we'll do the old ones first. Actually, what I am going to do first is before we start with that, because um, I put a post up on Instagram, and I, got, um, I asked for people what their favorite British horror movies were. Oh, yeah. Good idea. And um, – Basically, we had um, our good old buddy, Brian, roconaholic666 on Instagram. He went for Triangle, uh, the film with with Melissa George. Now, I wasn't sure if this was a British film, but apparently it's a British-Australian crossover. So, um, yeah, he went for that, and I can understand why, because it's Melissa George. Um, Then one of my followers, Male Body Positive Movement, who are uh, really good... um, uh, page on Instagram. They um, basically are against like all your typical body types. They actually ex- get you to express yourself, you know, by posting pictures of yourself, no matter what shape or form you are, and they get you to post the pictures on there and they share them for the people to see. Um, so his his real name is Carl, but um, Carl basically said, "Dog soldiers." Um, yep. My buddy, Liam, um, Liam cobain Crawshaw, he went for, he actually gave me a list. He said, Straw Dogs, American Werewolf in London, Dog Soldiers, Wicker Man, and Shaun of the Dead, just to name a few.
1: Yeah, Wicker Man, <laughs> boring.
0: Um, the Sin Punisher on Instagram, he went for D- uh, Eden Lake. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, Ex Mortis 79 said, De- The Devil Rides Out. and Oh, that's a good yeah, one. Kalakabano voted for twenty eight days later
1: that sounds familiar,
0: yeah it does doesn't it? Yeah, I
1: love the devil Rights out. That's a great one.
0: yeah, it's been a few years since I've watched it, I think, but yeah, classics
1: awesome. Hmm. so a couple of the movies I chose. um we'll just go into the first one yeah. uh, i just I decided I wanted to do a hammer. Um, because in in my opinion, Hammer is the king of British horror. It's just the way it is. Um, everything they did back in the day, and they even, they're still making movies today. Um, although a little bit less, um, I guess as interesting as they were back then. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hammer films are the fucking, the pinnacle of British horror movies. So I decided to go with one of my favorite ones, um, 1971's Twins of Evil. Uh, this, <laughs> this, is a, um, this is actually in sort of the Hammer world. Um, this one isn't really connected with their normal Dracula series. No. However, it is part of their Karnstein series, uh, which is actually a trilogy of vampire movies that are all connected via the same sort of evil family that usually consists of the vampires. Um, the first was the vampire lovers, and then came uh, Lust for a Vampire, and then finally this, this third one, Twins of Evil. And uh, the the sort of idea behind the whole trilogy is there's always, you know, some member of the Karnstein family that lives in the castle that is either into the occult. They're all like devil worshippers and vampires and stuff. And they resurrect the dead and they become a vampire themselves. And then, you know, they they attack some type of um, town folk or whoever are near the castle. And there's usually in, in these ones, there's always some type of lesbian overtones going on in the movie um which is always welcome of course yeah so this movie was directed by john hugh um who is most known for probably he did legend of hell house which is amazing uh dirty mary crazy larry exploitation flick from the 70s uh escape from witch mountain which is basically a disney movie yeah i remember that <laughs> um, one yeah Didn't the I- uh, the incubus which is another sort of classic horror from the early 80s and amazingly howling 4 which is really bad and <laughs> I can't believe this guy made it so that's it's kind of interesting which one was howling 4 that was the one that was a more accurate telling of the howling book okay um, it was it was it was called the original nightmare and obviously it shared a lot of plot similarities with the first howling Um but it was more like the book was in terms of uh, the town they go into and the people they meet and stuff. And it had like two or three really good special effects scenes. Everything else was garbage and the plot was garbage, the acting was garbage, everything was terrible. Okay. Um, So it's one of the it's one of the better howling sequels. Right. Okay.
0: By better, uh, the rest by of the Ryan's world. estimation, better means shit. Um.
1: Listen, it's no Howling Seven, baby. That's my go-to. Oh,
0: thanks, fuck. I'll never every, watch that.
1: Um. Every time, yeah. <laughs> Shane. If I could get a copy on DVD, I would absolutely send
0: it to you. And I would absolutely send it back. <laughs> I would send it back unwatched.
1: <laughs> oh man, I would just lie to you. I'd put it on there. I'd label it something else. I'd be like, Oh, this is Howling One. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I don't need. Yeah. I no need. Because the Howling One is currently getting re- rerun on the Horror Channel at the moment.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I watched it the other day. So night. anyway,
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, this Twins of Evil. It's also got, of course, Peter Cushing, the king of British horror, um, who uh, he plays this like sort of religious maniac. Uh, it, it takes place in like the 1700s in I think Austria or Germany somewhere around there. And Peter Cushing is burning witches left and right, like that's his fucking job. He's just mm. going out burning witches. What of course, none of them are witches, he's just killing people. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. Uh, it's also got uh, Dennis Price, who was in uh, some horror classics like Horror of Frankenstein, uh, Vampiros Lesbos. Yeah, I remember Dracula, that. Dracula, Prisoner of Frankenstein, and Theater of Blood. So he's got a nice little variety there in the horror realm. Th- he's probably been in a ton of other British stuff too, right? Yeah. Um, and then the real stars of the movie, uh, Mary and Madeline Collinson. These are the twins of evil, the, the titular characters. And, uh, speaking of titular, they're also Playboy playmates who are identical twins in real life. Yep. And they are very attractive to say the least.
0: Very, and as they... we like to say, very easy on the eye.
1: Yes. And, um,. Most of their costume choices are, uh, bosom-centric, so there's a, there's a, a lot of cleavage, a very focused point of this movie. Yes. So anyway, um, in this one, like I said, uh, Cushing plays, like, a religious man who loves to burn witches, even if they're not witches. Um, uh, meanwhile, his two unbelievably hot playboy playmate, um, <laughs> twin nieces come to live with him after, I guess, their parents had died in Rome. Yeah. Um, and there's an evil count that manages to resurrect one of his ancestors, who's a vampire, and then he bangs the ancestor, and she bites him, and he becomes a vampire, and then we never see that ancestor again. So it's a little bit of weird incest, devil worship, vampire banging. You know, it's it's pretty typical for Hammer stuff. Yeah. Um, the bad twin, then, is like, um, is like, really wants to find out about this count, so sh- she searches him out. He doesn't, like seduce her she's like yeah i'm gonna go fucking meet this count we're gonna get some shit going on yeah and the good twin is like no 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 don't do it you know he's he's a bad guy and of course she goes out meets him he takes her down seduces her bites her they kill somebody and then now she's evil and a vampire yeah and she's going out just fucking murdering people left and right just mm-hmm. biting them, killing them draining them of blood and um they know some weird shit is going on with these twins all the rest of the town folk yeah and they suspect that, you know, one or both of them are evil. And I be- let me see, I just watched this today. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, Peter, C- the, Peter Cushing and the good twins' boyfriend have to like, get down to what's actually happening here. Uh, they investigate, they realize that one of the twins is evil. And they're like, okay, we've got to kill this one because the other one's still good. Meanwhile, the evil twin and the vampire pull the old switcheroo and because they're identical twins they swap clothing or whatever and dump the good one in jail and uh, Peter Cushing's gonna burn the good one to death despite her saying, no, no, no I'm not the bad one Yeah. Um. and then the evil twin can't help herself and tries to seduce the boyfriend of the good one and just full topless tries attacking him and biting him and you're like, yes, this is what we're looking for in a vampire movie especially like a lesbianic vampire movie where she was just before that scene was like biting the breast of another woman. And now she's like trying to seduce this guy. Um, Anyway, they get away. They figure out what's going on. Peter Cushing storms the castle like any good Peter Cushing would do and chops that fucking evil twins head right the fuck off. Doesn't even hesitate. Not like, oh, no, it's my niece. He's just like, boom, swipes it right off. So, and then he, uh, attacks the vampire, and typical hammer ending that happens, the vampire shrivels up and dies, and we're probably left for another sequel where a little bit of blood dripped on him will bring everyone back to life. But, um, it is, it is a great hammer movie, there's a lot more exploitative stuff in this than some of the other, um, hammer vampire movies, there's a decent amount of blood, some good special effects, nudity, which is always a plus, and, you know, overall, it's got a pretty good plot. So, um, have you seen Twins of Evil? Of course I have. <laughs> of course I have. <laughs> what would you think of this one? I like this like, one. Both in, ter-
0: in terms of a movie and compared to other, like, Hammer or British movies. Well, you don't compare Hammer movies to each other because they're all in a class of their own. Um, right. But um, Twins of Evil is a good story. It is, it is a good film. It is entertaining to watch. And, yeah, it's, it, I mean, for a film that was made in 1971... Obviously, you've got to bear in mind the special effects aren't exactly <clears throat> brilliant. For now, they look a bit dated, but at the time, yeah. it was kind of cutting edge. And you know, it was—it's a really good film. I really like it. I like a lot of the Hammer movies. So there's very few that I don't like, so you know, it's—it's it's always good.
1: Yeah, like I said, if you're looking for British horror, I mean, Hammer's the staple. You know, they're—they're mm. the—the they're the ones you want to go to. Um, sort of to get a baseline of the British horror. You get all that great Gothic scenery, all the castles and stuff. Um, and they always do a fantastic job with their sets and everything. And most of, they were all filmed like in the same studio a lot, right? If I'm not wrong about that. Pinewood studios. Uh, Yeah. Pinewood studios. Exactly. That's where the James Bond movies were filmed as well, right? That's right. Everything. So, um, yeah, Twins of Evil. I despite this being the third of, um, like I said, the Karnstein trilogy, uh, it, it, you could watch it on its own. In fact, I actually haven't watched the second one, um, uh, Lust for a Vampire. So I haven't seen that one. I don't really know if it matters or not. Maybe the ancestor from this one is from that one. I don't remember. So, you know, it's
0: funny, but I'd never remember. I can't remember whether they were all linked. Because, I mean, obviously, it was, you watch them on TV or you watch them on video and you, you don't think whether they're linked or not. But until you're obviously, yeah, it, you not I mean, Yeah.
1: it doesn't really matter either. Like I said, you can watch this just like, okay, we'll just check this one out. And, uh, you know, other than maybe one scene, it it doesn't really connect them. You know, I don't think they need to be connected at all. Um, And in most, you know, um, Hammer movies, like if Peter Cushing plays like six parts across six different sequels that are all in the same storyline, you're like, it doesn't really matter.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right. You'll have to bear in mind. Excuse me. I've just got to get the cat in.
1: Oh, here we go again.
0: Right, he's in. All good. All
1: right, he's back. So yeah, that was Twins of Evil. Good movie. Um, I'm going to go on to my second one now. Uh, We'll go through this one. It's another one of my favorites, and this is not a Hammer movie. Uh, I decided to get a little bit of variety in there. Uh, This one's actually made a combination by uh, World Film Services, which I know nothing about, and Tygon, who is sort of like uh, a competitor to Hammer, but also doesn't just just do horror. They do a bunch of other type of movies back in the day. They used to do uh, dramas and stuff. Nothing that I would have seen, obviously. Why would I watch that? Exactly. Um, And this, (laughs) this is 1973's The Creeping Flesh. And um, this one's directed by uh, Freddie Francis, uh, who also made The Brain, uh, Paranoiac, The Skull, Deadly Bees, Torture Garden. He's just, like, on a list of awesome British horror movies. This guy's got the, um, you know, the talent and the uh, the IMDb page to back up his accomplishments. Um, and starring in the movie is, again, Peter Cushing, who needs no introduction And Christopher Lee, who is the second, (laughs) the second pillar of amazing British horror actors. I don't care
0: what anybody Uh, says. Christopher Lee is still the greatest actor we have ever given the world.
1: He is fucking amazing. The only reason that I usually, I'm usually more of a Cushing than a Lee guy. Not that I don't love Christopher Lee. Obviously, he's like the fucking best. But uh, Cushing usually got the juicier roles. I mean, he was always, you know, the, um, the Van Helsing to the Dracula, and he had a lot yeah. more screen time. Or he was Dr. Frankenstein, and Lee was the monster. Yeah. It, you know. So there, there was always, um, he always got a little bit more to do. But Christopher Lee is absolutely amazing. And this is one of the movies where Lee, anytime he's on the scene, he's just fucking chewing up scenery. He's killing it. Um, so this is, what, this is why this is one that I really like, because the two of them get to play off each other really yeah. well. And uh, basically, um, they play uh, brothers, or half-brothers, really, that um, they sort of have um, diversing ideas on the origins of evil. Christopher Lee is more along the lines that we can control evil if we, uh, you know, take people and lock them up in an insane asylum and, like, torture them and do a whole bunch of shit. We could get rid of the evil. And Cushing is more along the lines of, no, I think evil is more like a genetic thing. Uh, not that they were discussing genetics, but essentially that it was just in your blood. And uh, um, <clears throat> Peter Cushing discovers this like old, ancient monstrous skeleton. It's like twice the size of a human skeleton. Yeah. And he bring he brings it back to his, um, I guess his lab, where his daughter lives as well. Yeah. And he's he's studying the skeleton and stuff, and he thinks Come on, then. that this is like the origin of evil. Like this skeleton is like the personification of evil for some reason. <clears throat> and at one point, he um, he gets a little bit of water on the skeleton's finger. Yeah, and it it starts to regrow flesh, and that's like the creeping flesh. It starts to grow back on this finger when he gets it wet. So he cuts off the finger from the skeleton, and he starts doing tests on the flesh that are grown on the on the finger. And he finds there's like weird parasites in the blood or something. There's like oh, they, there's a whole bunch of like scientific stuff they go into, and um, he thinks he can inoculate evil from people so he makes this like essentially a vaccine for evil and he gives it to his daughter and surprise surprise she turns fucking crazy (laughs) yeah (laughs) starts going nuts goes out in the town goes out to the pubs she's like you know um you know egging guys on starting fights getting all kinds of shit done people start dying because of her and uh, she ends up getting locked up in, in Christopher Lee's insane asylum. And Christopher Lee's going back and forth with Cushing, like, you know, this is the origin of evil. And there's another side plots with, like, some serial killers that Christopher Lee's got on hand. And he's fucking using them for uh, his various less-than-ethical studies in, in the world of science. <coughs> and um, eventually, the skeleton starts growing its flesh back. And it starts becoming whatever monster it was, you know, when it was whole. And now uh, Cushing's got to run from this thing, and he's it's it's on the run. And finally, at one point, the uh, the giant monster pins Cushing down, and he's like, "What do you want? What do you want from me?" And the monster holds up his hand with its missing finger, and it like points to the finger. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Um, but the uh, the movie is great. The acting is absolutely fucking killer. It's some of my favorite, like, British acting that's going on. Because you get a good amount of Lee versus Cushing going back and forth with each other. And this is a relatively young Christopher Lee, too. You know, this isn't, uh, he's not old and in shambles. Um, so he's he's giving it back to Cushing pretty good. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome, man. I, I absolutely love this one. This is one of my favorite British movies. One of my favorite non-Hammer British movies. Yeah. So, what, what do you think of this one, Shane?
0: I, it's been a few years since I've watched this one, but this one always made me chuckle, even as a kid when I'd watch it. It always did make me chuckle, yep. and I think the guy who plays the creature is David Prowse. No, I think it is. Have David a, a
1: ch- David ch- Prowse. He's he's around now. That can't be. Just can you just check?
0: Because right, I'm let's currently see Hang on. Creeping Flesh. I'm currently under a cat.
1: I'm under a cat. Let's see here.
0: Oh, now I gotta look. I'm literally sat on my chair, leaning back, and Ziggy has decided to jump and lay on my chest.
1: Okay, let's see. Doctor, Assistant, Carl, Sailor, Whore, Uh, Lunatic. I'm not seeing the creature on here. Huh? Maybe it's like under stunts or something. I'd have to go look. Maybe it's under trivia. Maybe it's unlisted. Possibly. I'm pretty... And now I'm digging.
0: Yeah. I, can't, I thought it was... Because um, David Prose. obviously, he played, um, obviously, Darth Vader. Um, and for us Brits, back in the 70s, he also did... Um, he did an advert on TV for the Green Cross Code Codeman. Which, um, funnily enough, it was a thing about, it was teaching kids how to cross the road. Look left, look right, go forward if there's no traffic coming and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) And I actually got to meet him. Um, I actually got to meet David Price when I was about seven years old. No way, that is awesome. You got to meet Darth Vader? Yeah, well, he came came to my school to teach us all about the Green Cross Code. Mm -hmm. And I actually got to meet him. Didn't get any photos with him or anything like that. But um, yeah, I got to meet him. It was really cool. I'm
1: not seeing anything on IMDb. No. Okay, let's see. Uh, David Prowse, Weird Flicks. Maybe this has got something in here. Okay, here we go. What do we got? He also continued his work in Amicus uh portmanteau films house of drip blood his iconic portrayal of arthur edward grimsdyke in tales from the crypt it says he was in the creeping flesh yeah maybe he did play the monster yeah. it's not listed on the. it's not listed on there
0: okay that's weird
1: so maybe he did yeah huh I knew I was cool. I I did, knew, yeah, didn't I know knew
0: it? I was fucking right. <laughs> Good work, Shane. Good investigative work. Where did you pull that from? <laughs> oh see I remember always remember seeing it years ago. Um David Price. I think it, it David Price playing the creature in Creeping Flesh.
1: Hmm. He's still alive now, right?
0: Yep, yeah, he is. Wow. I still kicking awesome. him.
1: Cool, so yeah, that's what I got, the Creeping Flesh. I really recommend that one. It's, you get a nice little flavor of um, you know, a different sort of style. It's not as gothic as uh, some of the ha- other Hammer stuff that you would get. You don't have the awesome castles, the gargoyles, all the cool shit like that. Um, it's a little bit more modern, more science-y, a little bit more uh, mad scientist going on there, with Cushing especially. But uh, it's great, and I think it's definitely worth a watch. So... All right, Shane, let's get out of the olden times, and let's move <laughs> to the more modern. All right, well. So let's get another another take on the British horror.
0: What do we got? All right, well, I've got 28 Days Later um, for my first, first movie, um, which is a ni- 2002, God, I can't believe it's that old, um, it's a 2002 movie written by um, Alex Garland and directed by Danny Boyle, both of which are known for doing train spotting, the beach, and like, um, oh shit, Shallow Grave, which is a fucking awesome British, um, thriller, <coughs> horror type thing, um, which I can't recommend enough. In fact, I might actually watch it later on because it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, but 28 Days Later is essentially, it starts off set in a animal testing lab in Cambridge, which, um, doesn't bode well for me because cambridge is only two hours drive from where i live
1: um so you're saying you'd be wiped out in the first wave is what you're saying pretty much
0: actually (laughs) but basically um it's all these animal activists break into this animal testing lab to free all these monkeys that are being tested on and these guys are doing really fucking nasty experiments on them and all these guys, all these good-natured people going in, you know, to try and, like, rescue these animals. And then one of the doctors in there basically says, don't release them. Um, they're infected with rage. And obviously, being good animal activists that they are, they completely ignore any pleas that he says. Release the monkeys. Um, the monkeys then throw up on one of the, ki- one of the guys or the girl who's um, doing it. And within seconds, she's infected and goes fucking mental and starts ripping people apart. Um, fast forward 28 days later, Killian Murphy, who's the main actor in the movie, um, he wakes up from a coma. Because obviously he's been he's been in a car accident or some description is it's told that he's been in a car accident. And he wakes up after being in a coma for a month and um the hospital that he wakes up in is completely Void of life There's nothing No one in there So he basically Comes to Grabs his things And like Goes walking around London And the streets of London Are completely empty And he can't work out Where everybody has gone And uh, He then eventually Comes across A A petrol station What we call gas stations In the UK And And uh, He starts to get chased by these people and he's got no idea why they're chasing him until a couple of people save him and start throwing petrol bombs at um, these infected people. And they rescue him and uh, basically explain to him exactly what has gone on. It's like the infection of the rage virus has basically wiped out Britain. Very few survivors left and that is literally going on a day-to-day basis. Where it's a struggle for survival, if you become if you become infected, you, anybody nearby literally has to kill you within minutes. They have minutes or less than minutes to kill you because if you once you're infected, that's it, you're fucked. everyone else is dead as well so um he uh, Killian Murphy, Naomi Harris, Christopher Eccleston is in this one as well, um because so he plays the army sergeant um. Mm-hmm is when they eventually get to um, Manchester, but um, I'm, I'm skipping a bit here. Right, basically it's got um, what's his fucking name, Brendan Gleeson. Oh, the father? Yeah, Brendan Gleason plays Frank, who's a father. They find um, oh, that Selena and Jim. Find on their travels, and they get up to his property where he's protecting his daughter. And he's a taxi driver, he's black, he's a hackney cab driver. And he decides that they need to leave where they are and go further afield. So they get in his taxi and they stock up on supplies. And in one of the best claustrophobic scenes I've ever seen in a movie, they get into a tunnel. In Mm -hmm. London, as they're trying to get out, and they get stuck because you've got all these cars in there that have all rammed where people have tried to escape the infection and they've all died and they've just left their cars in there because the whole thing is blocked. So they try to drive over the top of these vehicles, burst Mm -hmm. a tyre, and in their attempt to try and fix the tyre, they alert the infected nearby, and then it's he he basically got all these people in this taxi They're saying fucking hurry up get the wheel on they get the wheel on and they get in the car and just as they get in the car the effect starts swarming around the taxi and then they start driving off and it's all it's really really fucking well done very claustrophobic very on edge you know puts you on edge and stuff which is great Um, and then obviously they end up with they end up in Manchester where the army, what's left of the army, um, basically invite them to where they stay. But the army actually have quite nasty intentions towards the ladies in the group. And then it all goes a bit tit up, <laughs> for want of a better word.
1: The shit hits the fan.
0: You could say that. But yeah, yeah. Um, I mean I'm, I'm st- I can't believe it was 2002 because I went and saw this in the theatres. Um, I went and saw this on opening night with my with my friend Kez, and me and Kez went in we, we, I, was, I was like, let's go and watch the new Danny Boyle movie. you know we didn't know what to, <laughs> we didn't know what to expect because obviously being fans of Danny Boyle and Alex Garland's work, we just didn't know what to expect. and within ten minutes. 15 people got up and walked out (laughs) and um, it was obviously the animal testing laboratory scene. So that whole scene within that 10 minutes, people saw it was an animal testing lab and they got up and walked out. So it was, they obviously never bothered watching the film as we did, but the people who stuck around actually really did enjoy the film. And even me and Kez walked out and we were like, holy fucking shit. You know, that was a really good film. Because we didn't we didn't expect it. We didn't know what it was going to be.
1: Yeah. So now, do, do you? There's there was speculation in the U.S. <clears throat> that this had happened, and there was a few confirmed cases of it. That people had thought this movie was a sequel to Sandra Bullock's Twenty Eight Days,
0: <laughs> which is oh, that is awesome. which is
1: about which is about Sandra Bullock going into like a drug rehab facility.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and they went to go see this movie. My and it's about fucking human monsters tearing people apart <laughs> uh, i would just i would love for that to be true i just i just want to believe it's true i'm going to yeah um, but yeah no i i saw it in theaters as well uh with my little brother actually yeah and we were blown away by it because this was the first time um in god knows how long that we saw a horror movie in a theater that wasn't just a big pile of shit yeah so this was a this was a breath of fresh air I'd say. And it was it was probably you know most interesting for, because it was different. It wasn't the same type of movie you get all the time. Yeah. Um but the big question Shane, and the question that surges through the horror world is is this movie a zombie movie?
0: No, it's not. They're affected. No, you're
1: wrong. It is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't you fucking start.
1: <laughs> Shane, listen. Just because they're not technically dead doesn't make this not a zombie well, movie. they're not dead. If you, if you, listen, if you replaced The Infected with The Undead, what would the difference in the movie be? Um,
0: The Dead would be slower. No, these are running zombies I'm talking about. Oh, fuck the running zombies, right. This film, even Danny Boyle himself has gone on record and said, it's not a zombie film. It is Bullshit. A, it's an infection. They are infected. Listen.
1: You've got a group of people that that are regular humans escaping the rest of humanity who is out to kill them. They they gather together. They look for outposts. They even make their way to an army facility. This is a zombie movie by plot and definition. The only thing that's different is that they haven't been dead yet.
0: Well, the infected... But they
1: have, they have lost
0: their humanity, so they are no longer humans. Yeah, they may not be, but they are infected. They are not zombies. They still have. Bah, they bullshit. Still, okay, so let me ask you this. Heartbeats.
1: Let me ask you this. Have you seen Night of the Creeps? Yeah. Is that a zombie movie? Yeah. Yeah, but they're just controlled by alien parasites.
0: Yeah, but they are taking. Oh. date. <laughs> Fuck you.
1: You're fucking kidding me. Alright. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick. Okay. Have you seen White Zombie?
0: The old nineteen twenties, thirties movie.
1: Yep, with Boris Karloff. Oh Christ! No,
0: uh, Bella Lugosi. Yes, yeah, Elizabeth Lugosi. Isn't that something to do with like South African voodoo? Rich? No, voodoo rituals. Yeah, it's, a,
1: it's one of the first zombie movies. You know Is that a zombie movie?
0: You know I can't remember. I've got it. I don't think I've actually watched it.
1: Oh. Well, I'll just spoil it for you a little bit. Uh, it's a, it's about a zombie lord who controls his zombies with his mind, mm-hmm. and most of them are not dead. Alright. So keep that in consideration.
0: Yeah, but 28 days later, they're infected. They're not zombies. <laughs> That's
1: a fucking zombie movie.
0: It's not a fucking zombie movie. It's a fucking infection movie. Oh
1: my god, it's an infection movie. So it's more along, you're saying it's, it's pretty much the same as
0: uh, Outbreak. Yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah, pretty. that's the ridiculous. I've never heard something so ridiculous
0: in my life. I don't care what you think. <sighs> 28 Days Later is an infection movie.
1: Well, I'll tell you this much, Shane. It's in my zombie section, so you're going to have to fucking come over here and move it yourself if you think it belongs somewhere else. No, I
0: fucking will. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Anyway. But
1: seriously, though, uh, I absolutely love this movie. I fucking love it to death. Um, It is fantastic. And right up there, with, like, that sort of early 2000s, we had this, like, surge of, like not maybe not just british like even just like all foreign filmmaking where we had like high tension and dog soldiers and um uh some of the french ones uh, the other french ones i'm forgetting at the moment uh that i'm blanking on um but like you know from like uh 2000 to like 2004 we had all these awesome foreign movies just flowing in and and this guy is like leading the pack it definitely it made you know Killian Murphy's now, like, almost a household name across the world, you know, not just in Britain. Uh, and this <clears> is the movie that sort of internationally launched his career. Yeah, that's true,
0: actually. Because, I mean, he did a few other films as well. I mean, there was Red Eye he did with Sigourney Weaver, which kind of put him in the fucking big leagues. Because, I mean, he was working with Sigourney Weaver for a start.
1: Well, that one was Wes Craven, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah,
0: it was. And, yep. yeah, he's also in the Batman movies as uh, the Scarecrow. Yep. Um, he's also... Internationally, kn- internationally known um, for his work in *Peaky Blinders*. Mhm. Which I still need to watch. I've seen a couple of episodes of it. Uh, it no, I haven't watched it. It either. looks amazing. People tell me,
1: it's good. It's kind of like
0: <laughs> it's kind of like *Gangland* 1920s, 1930s England. It looks amazing. The episodes I've seen look amazing. Yeah, but this
1: this movie is a must if you're a horror fan in any aspect. You like any amount of horror, you have to watch Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah, yeah, it's a must-watch. So now, how about the sequel, Shane? Let's talk about that. Twenty-eight a bit.
0: weeks later is set six months after the Rage virus has inflicted on the population of Great Britain. Um, the U.S. Army, fucking U.S. Army, they always had to get in there, didn't they? Um, <laughs> how, hey, if there's one thing we're good at, it's fucking everything up. Yeah, he did that spectacularly with this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically based right. They managed to secure a small area of London so they can get the survivors back in and repopulate again. And um, it's essentially them trying to get all the survivors working again, trying to sort everything out and get everything back to normality. Um, It all goes a bit tits up when... Robert Carlyle's two kids, who happen to be two of the survivors, um, come back and they're a bit naughty, as we say in the UK, um, and they get out of the perimeter to go back to their old house um, to see what has happened. Fucking kids. I know, right? Never fucking. I couldn't eat a whole one. But yeah, they. um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, they get back to their house and upon getting into the house where everything is was uh, is left as it was six months previous they discover that their mother is still alive and unbeknownst to the kids they have actually been traced by the army and helicopters swoop in take the kids and they also take the mother what they don't realize is that the mother is a carrier of the rage virus she's not actually infected and then when Robert Carlyle goes in to see her To kiss her, you know, it's like one last kiss because he doesn't know whether she's going to survive or not. She kisses him, thus infecting him. Thus, him killing her and then killing as many army soldiers as he possibly can and then creating a lot of code red situation where the army then start taking out civilians because they don't know who's infected and who isn't. And they have, I think, um, oh, what's her fucking name? Rose Byrne.
1: Rose Byrne. Yeah. yeah,
0: she's in it. She's the army doctor who has to try and get the kids out of London, and you know, with the help of Jeremy Renner and Harold Perrineau, um, they managed to try and get these kids out of London by escaping and trying to escape in a helicopter and all this kind of stuff. And in doing so actually killing off every single fucking person that was trying to help him as well. Cause this film has also got Idris Elba in it. I actually said, oh, yeah. yeah, I said Elba. I didn't say Idris, Idris Ebola in this. Uh, oh fuck. There we go. I Just said it. Cause I, Shane, Shane, Shane. Well, I can blame my mate's kid for that because he's called him Idris Ebola and it kind of stuck. So every time I mention Idris Elba's name, it's always Idris Ebola. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> if you actually listen to this, Idris, I do apologize. But, you know, it's all in jest. Um,
1: yeah. Idris Elba, who, according to uh, my friend um, and writer Tom Clark, uh, he apparently has a giant penis. Really? That's the rumor going around.
0: Oh, right. Okay.
1: So just keep that in mind.
0: Why would I keep that in mind?
1: <laughs> Why would you not?
0: <laughs> what? The fact that it's, he's black, so everybody is stereotypically saying he's black, so therefore he has a
1: job. No. He, he said this is more along the lines of a, um, a Willem Dafoe, where in Hollywood it's just known that he's got a huge wang. Okay. Okay. Anyway, and that's my Idris that's my Idris Elba trivia for the day.
0: Ah, Moving swiftly on, Um, (laughs) (laughs) that is uh, basically because obviously Idris Elba he is in charge of the whole army facility, so he gives the order to kill everybody off, and then they. This is right. This leads to my one major gripe in this movie you've got the infected they're charging around london they're killing everybody that fucking moves and all this kind of shit and then you have got robert Carlyle's infected character who is in the same state as everybody else but still manages to have that slight case of intelligence how he knows where to hide when the fucking fire bombs are being dropped oh fuck that and it's like literally every situation where he could be killed he hides and he gets away from it. And I'm like, hold on a fucking minute. This ain't right. You know, he should be—he should have been killed off. This was my one gripe about the whole film. Was that his character of Don should have been killed when London got bombs and all that sort of stuff. And he's the mm-hmm. main he's like, he is the person to start it all. You know, he, after he gets kissed by his wife and gets infected, he's the one who starts infecting everybody. And obviously it turns out spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen this it turns out his son is actually a carrier so um, it's obviously gone through some I don't fucking know how they work this one out but it's not like he was um, infected from birth but uh, you know it turns out the boy is a carrier and uh, yeah you know, it's it's not a bad film. It's not the greatest film in the world. I don't think it's as good as Twenty Eight Days Later, personally.
1: Yeah, I've heard people say this is better, <clears throat> and that blows my mind. I'm like, that's not even close. Like, no. I, I, this is fine. It's it's a fine movie. Uh, like you said, I don't have a lot of gripes about it. I actually sort of, <clears throat> um, I actually compare this a little bit to the uh, the Crazies remake. Right in that that's good as well it's it's fine but it's not on the same level as 28 days uh, later no it's um, i mean because i mean th- this one it's more action oriented in my opinion a lot more special effects explosions guns are everywhere it's you know it's it's pretty intense in terms of the action uh, yeah. but i do not think it has that same it doesn't have the magic the first one had no it doesn't
0: i agree What I I did like about this one, though, um, was at the end, because they get to Europe. And, you know, at the end of the film, you see the infected running towards Eiffel Tower. Now, bearing in mind, it's been 11 years since this film has happened. And the sequel, 28 months later, has been mooted for so long. You know, it's obviously Alex Garland and... um, Danny Boyle? Yeah, sorry. Um, I just momentarily forgot that. Yeah, Danny, Bo- <laughs> Danny Boyle and Alex Garland had a big argument over how this film was going to go or how the sequel was going to go and they didn't come up with a, with a proper idea for it. So as development hell goes, I mean, this has been going on for the last 10 years. So, you know, the, the likelihood of a sequel happening is very slim at the moment until unless they can sort themselves out and sort the differences out, the sequel's not going to happen. Yeah, but, I'll tell
1: you, I'd, ra- I'd rather see a sequel to this than, like, uh, World War Z.
0: Yeah. See, I like World War Z. I know a lot of people don't, but I do actually like that film. I think it's mm. I think it's a good film. For, as far as films go, zombie films, I think it's...
1: Well, But, it, but in sort of the, the action horror genre, which I kind of put this one <coughs> in, because there's so much action going on, mm. and it's just like World War Z. Um... I think I'd rather see another one of these. Yeah,
0: that's fair. But, I mean, where, whether this sequel actually happens or not is another thing. Um, how long is a piece of string? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, right. You're not going to know. Um, until they actually say, yeah, it's in development, we probably won't see a sequel. But, yeah, I mean, this one is okay. But, like I say, Robert Carlyle's character is the only gripe I have. His character really pisses me off. It really pisses me off. See, I'd watch this film minus Robert Carlyle. And (laughs) I like Robert Carlyle as an actor, but his character in this, I mean, yeah, he plays a dad. He's happy to see his kids back again after not seeing them for six months. But when he becomes infected, it's a joke. Because I'm sorry, at the end of the day, you're a joke. You're a mindless, infected freak. (laughs)
1: You're a joke.
0: (laughs) You know, and, you know, when, when the firebombs hit, he should be wasted, but he's not. He man- manages to find a little alleyway that he can hide in, and he wa- observes of all of the infected people just get incinerated on the spot, and I wasn't overly keen on that one. Yeah. But yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'd say stick with the first one, but this one, uh, it, it's, um, I guess I'd say it's a worthy sequel. I, I'm not as much impressed with this as some other people are. Yeah. A lot of people like this better, but, um, I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority that I, that I love the first one so much more.
0: I think it's the same for me. I mean, I love the first one. I actually saw this one in the theaters and, you know, it's, I can remember watching it and I think, yeah, it's alright. It's not the greatest. It's just nowhere near as good as 28 Days Later. But, yeah. you know, this one's okay for, you know, for you want to watch something, leave your brain at the door, you know, watch it.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it just doesn't have the impact. Like, my favorite scenes in 28 Days Later are actually the, like, the earlier scenes, um, where uh, where Killian Murphy's walking around the deserted streets of London, and you're like, "How the fuck did they even make this? That's amazing!" Well,
0: <laughs> right. See, the thing is, those scenes were filmed between five and six a.m. Yeah, in the morning, when yeah. no one on the streets of london and literally it's, it's no crazy one.
1: that even even then there's got to be somebody out there and they're just like but no the funny
0: one. thing is right there is one particular scene where i spot it where um obviously they're closed off london bridge yeah. and there's a scene where killian murphy is walking along and if you look right in the distance you can actually see someone getting in a car oh really yeah so you have to really look for that But I spotted it, I spotted it, and it's like, oh, fucking hell, there's actually someone walking, getting into a car, because right in the distance, you can actually see traffic, and you Mm. see someone getting in a car, you know, it's quite cool, but as you know, it's just one of those little things that I spotted when I was watching it, but um, yeah, how they actually done that was amazing, because they filmed it really early in the morning, it was in the summertime when they filmed it as well. So that was that was pretty cool, but there's yeah. I think I favour twenty eight days later over twenty eight weeks later, easily.
1: Yep, I'm with you on that. Yeah. So um, so what else did you have, Shane? Do you have another one for us?
0: Uh, I do actually. Um, I was this is quite a new, um, quite a newer zombie movie, British zombie movie, The Girl with All the Gifts. I don't know if you've seen that.
1: No, sir, I have not.
0: Well, girl with all the gifts is basically um, it's near future. Um, humanity is basically, well, it's it's pretty much gone. Um, there's a weird fungal disease that is a. F- um, it basically, everybody who gets this disease, they are robbed of free will, and they turn into flesh-eating zombies. Or they, they're not technically zombies, they're called Hungries.
1: Oh, so now they're zombies.
0: Oh, shut uh, up. Your story right?
1: fucking changes,
0: shut you fuck asshole. Up. Uh, they're called Hungries, right? Uh, so hungries. basically, the only hope they have of trying to cure this is they've got a small group of children, hybrid children. They crave human flesh, but retain the ability to think and feel. Um. Essentially, they go to a school, an army base, and uh, they have, like, cruel experiments performed on them by none other than Glenn Close. Ooh. Yeah. So, um, and the school teacher is Helen. Helen Justin Yu, played by, this will grab your attention, Gemma Arterton, Um.
1: Gemma Artison, where do I know that? Gemma
0: Artison, she played the kinky schoolgirl in St. Trinians. Um, she, <laughs> she, actually, she's been in quite a lot, you know, but um, she was also in Byzantium. Okay. Yeah, if you, you've seen that. Uh, yep. Yeah, you've seen that. She plays the mother vampire in Byzantium. But yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I know what you're talking yeah. about. Well, basically, she's the school teacher and gets, she grows close to one, particular, one little girl called Melanie. Um,. And they form a bit of a bond and the base gets invaded and um, the trio escape with the assistance of Sergeant Eddie Parks, played by Paddy Considine and who was also in the world's end. So if you. World's end. Yeah.
1: I'm trying to see who he. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, as soon as I saw a picture of his face, I'm like, yeah.
0: Right. (laughs) So basically they try and escape along with Glenn Close. They have, or basically they get out. And they end up trying to survive around, um, the UK with this, with this child and trying to avoid getting eaten. (laughs) Which is, um, actually pretty fucking cool. Um, but I really like this film because it was different. You know, it was a different take on the infection, the zombie flesh eating kind of deal and i thought the performances in this were really good glenn close in this is amazing really yeah she's really fucking good in this and it's it surprised me how good it was um the acting the performances Gemma ratterton she's fantastic in this as well um she's just one of those people that well obviously she's easy on the eye but it's like trying to escape with like this kid and like several army lieutenants with her and them trying to like survive and fucking kill off everybody who gets in their way. All all these hungries, you know, they, I think they did a brilliant job. The story's really, really good. The story was, uh, the film was written. There's a novel. I wasn't aware of this, but um, Mike Carey, he wrote the novel. He also did the screenplay for it. And it was directed by Colm McCarthy. And that's uh, someone? Col McCarthy. I'm trying to think what else he's done. Um, he did... Uh, oh, he started you. He did some episodes of Murphy's Law, which was like a British TV show, Merv, The Tudors, MI5, Hunter, Outcast. He directed that. Um, did episodes of Ripper Street, Doctor Who, Endeavor, Sherlock, Peaky Blinders, The Girl With All the Gifts. He directed the episode of The Black Museum, episode of Black Mirror. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was a pretty good one. That was in this season.
0: Yeah, so yeah, that's what he's more known for. But, um, yeah, that's about it. That's about it as far as that goes, but it's, uh... I think it's a... Re- I do enjoy this film. It's very different. I mean, it gives... It, I mean, IMDb gives it a 6.7 out of 10. Personally speaking, I'd give it a 9. Because it was really...
1: Yeah, I mean, that's... IMDb scores for horror movies are yeah,
0: well,
1: criminally low. Yeah,
0: and personally speaking, I'd definitely give this one a 9. Because it's unique. It's different. You know, it's it's a cha- different change of pace. The only scene I don't like in this is when the kid eats a cat. And um, when she's seen looking at a poster of a cat and Gemma Artisan walks up to her. Oh, would you like to have a cat? No, it's okay. I've already had one. I thought you evil little cow. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's just fucking, it's, it was just a really good film. I really enjoyed this one. So I recommend it. I do recommend this one.
1: Yeah, I'll check it out. I've actually been thinking of getting a little bit more back into zombie movies, um, just because it's, I don't know, with the the biggest zombie craze we've had lately, uh, I just haven't been as interested in them as I have been, you know, other horror movies recently. But, you know, the uh, pendulum swings both ways, so. Indeed. I've been thinking about picking a few up, so. That, maybe this will
0: be on my list yeah go with all the gifts i mean obviously it gets it gets it's had mixed reviews a lot of people say yes yeah, say it's really good some people say they don't think it's that great personally speaking i think it's a really good film uh, mm-hmm. in fact i have it on blu-ray and i still haven't actually opened it yet so um but this film made quite an impression on me
1: sweet well it's a, it's a good variety of british uh british horror that we have there mm.
0: have you got any more for us
1: Oh boy! I mean, you know I could go through all the hammer movies and stuff. I'm trying to think of something that's a little bit more uh, a little bit more out there and uh, I'm just drawing a blank right now
0: yeah
1: um jeez yeah I just i I did see that list that you sent me earlier, mm. and I mean some of the stuff that I thought was interesting, so like they had the descent on there that we mentioned before yeah then I was like, oh, that's weird that they that's a a British horror movie. Um, But then you mentioned, you know, the Neil Marshall directing it, and I guess there's a bunch of other British stars in it. But now I've got a question for you, Shane, because also on this list is an American werewolf in London.
0: Yeah, which is directed by John Landis, who's an American.
1: And and stars Americans. Yes! (laughs) So is that a British movie or not? Oh,
0: see, this is the thing. Is it? You know, it's very... Of of course it takes place in England, obviously. And it is a classic movie, but yeah. Is it really a British movie? Would it be considered British? It's funny. Um
1: I mean, I'll tell you uh, just for uh, just for Jenny Augater, I'll give it to her.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you would, and I know I would five yeah. years ago, but fucking hell. <laughs> um, <laughs> there, uh, I'll take it. Today's fine too. Yeah, true. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is very confusing in regards to that because it is a British film. Yeah. People consider it to be a British film, but it's Directed by an American, starring Americans, and just because a majority of the extras cast in it are British, do you think, because all the British actors in the movie outweigh the Americans, would it be considered a yeah. British film?
1: Now, along the same lines, if I may, uh, An American Werewolf in Paris, I don't think anyone in France is going to be claiming that that's a French movie. No, definitely not.
0: Most definitely not. But I will say, I am very glad to see Shaun of the Dead on this list.
1: Really. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'd just like to mention? Um, just because it's awesome, is the Tales from the Crypt
0: movie from the yes, from Yes, the original one with Joan Collins in it.
1: Yeah, enough. Joan Collins, Peter Cushing's in yeah. it again, of course, because why wouldn't he be? Yeah, because um, he is Peter Cushing. If you're a fan of Tales from the Crypt, uh, you know, the 90s TV show... Um, Check this out, because this is fucking awesome. This is actually, it, it takes a, this
0: is based on one of the original comics from the 60s.
1: Yeah, a few of them actually yeah. um, put together. I mean, this, the same thing happened in that 90s TV show. They would take some of the comics and turn them into, into stories. But they actually, they they rem one of the ones, the, the first 90s story with the the Santa Claus coming through the house. Yeah. That's done in this um, 1970s movie, so it's great to sort of get another take on it. <clears throat> um but yeah i recommend that one too that one's great and there's a uh, sequel to that the vault of horror uh which was another ec comic book back in the day but they did not you know remake it i did not know that Um, was a
0: sequel to this
1: well i mean they're all unconnected stories anyway the vault of yeah the vault of horror is uh absolutely
0: related to that movie yeah
1: because they're both from the same comic book publisher
0: yeah See, well, I like this list. This list is actually quite good because it's got some good films on there that I've seen. There's also got Twins of Evil on there, yeah, Shane. There's also got some films on there that I've not seen. You know, um, just looking at the list, I mean, Seasoning House. I watched that, yeah, watched uh, that fairly recently, actually. That's not a bad movie at all.
1: Ext- I've heard good things. I just got that DVD in the mail yeah, maybe like uh, three
0: months ago or so. I haven't watched it yet. It's quite brutal. I will say it's pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, because they they broadcast it on the horror channel. I think it was last year actually, <laughs> um, and it was quite early last year when I watched it, and I was I was impressed with it, but it is quite nasty in places. You know, it's pretty brutal. I mean, extra for a start. I haven't seen that movie for fucking years.
1: Oh yeah, we're eventually we're gonna get we're gonna definitely do. I could talk about all three extras because There's the three? first one is so. Oh, the first one's so fucking weird and like, you know, but it's out there and it's cool. Yeah. The second one is so much worse, but it is still gory and interesting. And the third one is like sci fi channel level terribleness.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> See what else have we got on here? We got creep. Which
1: creeps and not not the um found footage creep. The uh, or the earlier one, the one from the early two thousands yeah. where there's like a girl trapped at a subway station. See, I, was, I think that one's
0: much more effective. See, I wasn't I wasn't overly a fan of Creep. And then you had My Little Eye, which is on this list. And I can't see why this would be a British movie. I actually thought it was an American movie.
1: I, you know, I've never heard of that, Shane. I don't even know what it's, it's about.
0: Basically, it's five people offered $1 million to spend six months together in an isolated mansion. and Cameras watching their every move. Everyone goes a bit stir-crazy and starts killing everybody.
1: Oh, so it's sort of like a Big Brother type yeah. thing,
0: except it's shit. Um, yeah, and then you've got Link. I didn't even know that was a British film. Um,
1: yeah, I mean that's just a '80s, you know,
0: killer monkey movie. As far yeah. I know. <laughs> isolation, Mum and Dad, which I haven't seen. Outpost. That's all. Outpost. Oh yeah,
1: Outpost. Out, uh, uh, for, can I just say Outpost should not be on this list because that movie's boring as piss. Yeah, I know. Then you
0: have got the Descent Part Two, which I wasn't a fan of personally. But then I wasn't really a fan of the descent. So, um, but it's cool that it, Cockneys versus Zombies is on air.
1: Oh, that was on our that was on our uh, episode number one, show yeah, it was. Cockneys versus Zombies. I love that
0: film. It was so funny.
1: Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, you
0: got Doomsday. Now, I love Doomsday. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that's because that's another Neil Marshall film. Yeah, uh, and I love that. I thought it was brilliant. I just thought it was kind of like a horror movie a sci-fi fantasy and a fantasy Dungeons and Dragons kind of movie all rolled into one. Yeah.
1: Um, now he's also got the cottage on here. Have you seen? Yeah. I, I own
0: it? the cottage. The cottage is hilarious. Hmm. Think Texas Chainsaw Massacre set in a country setting.
1: <laughs> a, a British Texas Chainsaw a Massacre. British Texas
0: Chainsaw Massacre set in the countryside.
1: All right, I'm gonna because I've this I've heard about this before from a couple different people. Yeah. so I think I'm, I'm gonna check that one out.
0: Yeah, you've got um, Andy Serkis is in this, and where he actually plays like, oh, he has no makeup on, so <laughs> so he's not he's not <laughs> playing a monkey and he's not playing Gollum, um, but he's actually quite well.
1: He 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 was in the recent Black Panther playing a character that did not have uh, uh, a CGI.
0: Okay, so I haven't seen the new Black Panther yet. I've heard good things about it though. Yeah. But um, The Cottage is really funny. Shear um, Shearsmith, he's in it as well. He was in The League of Gentlemen. Mm-hmm. If you have never seen The League of Gentlemen, Ryan, you need to watch it because it's a very dark, twisted British black comedy.
1: I think you've mentioned that before. Yeah,
0: it's, it's really quite fucked up. It's really funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Kill List is on here, which is good. Um, you've got the British Dracula starring Frank Langella and Laurence Olivier. Fucking hell.
1: Um, I mean, I see that one on there, but if the fucking horror of Dracula is not on here, then I refuse. Yeah, to watch
0: that's fair. But I mean, just looking at all of these, I mean, there are some good films on it. Severance is on here, which is always good fun. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you've got attack, attack the block, which is all right for a good, for a British horror movie. Um, I really like the creatures in that. I thought they were really cool. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Hellraiser, which it, when it comes to Hellraiser movies, I mean, out of the first three, I preferred number two over the rest of them.
1: Yeah. You've said that before. Yeah,
0: I I just like the story because the story was closer to the book Hellbound Heart.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think I'm always leaning towards one just because I sort of like the tension building. Yeah.
0: Also the number one, um, it had a good soundtrack to it as well but mm-hmm. there was the unofficial soundtrack by the industrial band Coil.
1: Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. When yeah. We did the
0: Hellraiser podcast. Yes, that's right. And, um, do you know, I'm still trying to get a copy of that, but every time I see it, it's like they want £90 for the CD. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, fuck that. I know it's rarer than Rocking Horse Droppings, but I'm not paying 90 quid for a fucking CD.
1: Yeah. We're going to have to do another follow-up to this, Shane. Yeah. more uh, British horror movies on there. Sounds
0: like a plan. We'll have to do one with Mike and... Um, and you know, I try and get a couple of other people on there. I know Brian would probably want to join in on this one. Um, and I swear, oh, I swear this time, I won't bring up Shaun of the Dead on the next one. <laughs> or the Cornetto trilogy.
1: Shane, you kept yourself. I'm very proud of you, actually, that you, you managed to keep it down quite a bit. Yeah, I did,
0: didn't I? I did all right. <laughs> <laughs> I behaved myself. Yes, you did. <clears throat> Which is shocking for me
1: first time ever it was the first time for everything folks yeah fucking hell
0: yeah but yeah all
1: right so i think that that wraps us up for today um again you can catch us on our gmail uh, all you need is blood pod at gmail.com our facebook group all you need is blood we're also on the uh, uhm fans facebook group yeah and
0: um, you can find all uh, three of us on the uhm fans group um Ryan has the pod. Uh, Ryan has the Instagram for all you need is blood podcast. Right, it's, it's at all you need is blood pod. Yeah, and I'm um, Dead Cell Society. Mike is Whittemore with a zero um, on Instagram. Um, uh, me and Ryan are on Twitter. Mike is not, even though Ryan mm-hmm. hates Twitter. But he,
1: uh, yeah, I'll tell you this much so far, Shane. Uh,
0: I hate Instagram more. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't like the fact that you can't post links in. You can't
1: I it's, it's insane. Like if I want to share a link it's it's you have to jump through hoops. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. You know what I gotta do to share a link on, on Twitter?
0: You just post it.
1: I just paste it and I go there it goes. You know, Same thing on Facebook. Have, Same thing on every other you don't social media. Like,
0: see, if you post in a YouTube video, you don't even have to do that. You just go onto the share option it shows you the options underneath.
1: Well, that's for a video if I'm not sharing yeah. a video. If some people like to read an article
0: yeah you can still post the link but you know
1: but anyway so, uh, <laughs> other than that yeah on twitter I'm at Ryan Tutelo. I'm, I'm at, um,
0: at I, Dead Cell
1: Society and you can find us on facebook and we're also on the upcoming horror movies dot com message board you can find us on there Yeah, and I'm usually floating around if you find
0: me on instagram give me a follow and then send me a message from where you heard the podcast you know just oh yeah that'll help huh? yeah you know just let us know where you heard the podcast and what you think of it you know you can always direct message me and let me know and i can share the wealth whether you hate it you love it or you're indifferent it doesn't matter
1: oh you could tell you could tell shane who the biggest cunt on the podcast is yeah
0: i think they're <laughs> all gonna say it's you ryan to be quite honest you know just to be fair
1: rightfully so yeah. it's a zombie film all right We're just fuck off. It
0: that. it's not a zombie film All right. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. All right, Shane. Well, it's been a pleasure as always. Yes, indeed. And uh, thanks for everybody for listening. And uh, I guess I'll just say bye for now. We'll see you guys next time. All right.
0: Take it easy, guys.